Now this interview happened really last minute. I had just flew into LA expecting just to see Sean Lindauer that day, but uh, Lil Xan and Kim Fo John happened to be in the studio, so we decided we didn't have much time, but let's get an interview in. Now if you're a business and you would like to have your product or service sponsor this podcast, please hit the email link below. And just a reminder, this podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and of course YouTube. And for those of you watching, we do got merch available, so be sure to hit the link below. That's our store. We got logo tees, we got sweatshirts available, so be sure to go copy yourself something. The more you guys support us, the more we can do cool things like this. So big shout outs to Lil Xan, Sean Lindauer, and Kim Folk John. Here's the interview. This cult classic interview number fucking, I think this is number 24, damn. But I'm here with Sean Lindauer and Lil Xan. Yo, what's happening, man? What's good? Well, shit. So how did this relationship between you two get started? Because when I originally contacted <laughs> Sean, this, this beat breakdown, I had no clue. Uh, guys were actually I'll, cool let, with each I'll other. let Sean He probably got a better recollection of it I, I actually don't though. I'm, actually, Suzanne, I'm stoned as hell Okay guys <laughs> Suzanne hit me up on Instagram and, oh, yeah. and said hey I want to come through and get tattooed I remember And at the time he was just doing his thing I think he had one or two songs But nothing with any I had like 40,000 followers No you had like Fifteen hundred or thirteen thousand. Okay, I'm 13, just, I'm trying to flex. No, yeah, it was it was really young in the game, mm-hmm. and uh, he came through, and I tattooed him, and at the time I had a clothing yeah, line. Yeah, what was the first tattoo? The Xanarchy above your eyebrow. Oh shit, we went ham and like got a face tat. And at the time, I was making a little clothing brand, Death Before Dishonor, so he would help me oh, out yeah, and let me I take pictures that, with yeah. him in the in the merch. And we just started hanging out more and and talking about business shit. And then we did some merch ourselves and made a bunch. And then of bread. he came up with this design of like it's kind of like a premonition because it was before I had the crying eyes tattoo. It was like a picture of me with both eyes crying and like the image went crazy. Like the kid, like we sold tens and tens and thousands of those fucking hoodies, like and not more. And he came up with that design, and then we were coming home with, like, 30 bands every four days. And my mom thought I was, like, drug dealing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, no, nah, I'm just chopping, with, like, legal, like I'm re- legally chopping with my tattoo artist and shit. Like, <laughs> hey, selling t-shirts. Yeah. And then uh, and he tattooed tattoo me. And then I tattooed his yeah. face a shit ton, and all those made waves. Yeah, no, he definitely is the reason my aesthetic is the way it is. I feel like you should keep one tattoo artist. It's not bad, you know, if you're somewhere and you got to get tatted by someone else. Nothing, nothing bad with that. But, like, I think you should mostly have all your tattoos done by one artist because then you develop, like, a a bigger picture of what, of what you want, you know. So how many Zan's tattoos have you done? God dang, yeah, like a lot, mm. definitely a lot. Maybe Most of them, two dozen or so. Yeah, you. How many tattoos you got overall? 
Nigga, I have like 30, you know? No, way more than that. I, I have like, sir, I have like 42, and he's done like in the 30s. Yeah, something like that. Two dozen or so. So, you guys originally linked up because you, Zan, Diego wanted tattoos from you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. then and you guys and just jumped. There was no music up. discussion. No music. Point. It was tattoos and clothing. And yeah. I, it was when I was trying to network and he had like 50K and I was like, well, I can network too, you know, like, because I was really trying to like get into this game type shit. Yeah, and get on Melrose and he wanted to be in the scene. So, yeah, he just come I and love spend, Melrose, time, so spend just, time with us and hang yeah. out on the block. So how how long after this relationship happened, the clothing started to be successful? Did you guys jump in and start making music together? Well, before I before anybody answers anything, is the crazy thing is the whole. It's not just like merch, like tour merch. This is a clothing brand. Anarchy is a clothing brand, and right now it is strictly handled by me and Sean, the clothing brand. But anyways, whatever y'all were saying. <laughs> so I was saying after the clothing brand and shit came together, how how long did it take before you guys started making music and recording? We definitely been friends for like two years before we did any music stuff yeah, together. Definitely. So it definitely happened organic. We have a Nothing song that has song. like no, one no. we have a song called Bloody Nose. Go check it out. It's Bloody the, Nose on YouTube. It's got like yeah, we'll it went viral. Like it went viral. We'll check it, that shit it out. went up one point four million, so we got we got Sean his first million on that one. Yeah. And then Sean, tell him about your record. That's about to blow the fuck up. Which one? You know what I'm talking about. The record that's about to blow up. Come on. The one that you made with Lean. Oh, yeah. Oh, we talking Lean with it, 10 cell phones? Yeah, Lean with 10 cell phones. Shout out, shit, shout that out shit 10 cell went so crazy. Yo. Did, did you expect that to do that? No, not at Especially all. Especially because... I'm not, I'm not saying none of Ten's records have gone up, but that's definitely... No, but I always, I always fucked with 10 cell phones, and at the same... Thank you. At the same time, like I always knew he was gonna blow up, and I think Sean made the song that he's gonna blow up off. Yeah, I was really happy to. They be have a part. no label push. They have nothing, and they're getting views. Now Ten's still independent. And yeah. No, so a label's, really proud of Ten. A, la- a sure. label's gonna find it, and it's gonna go. So how did that relationship with Ten Cell Phones come across? Did he hit you first? Uh, no, I'm I'm friends with his manager Orlando. And Orlando yeah. put me in contact with Ten and said, "Hey, I have this artist that you've got to be with." And hey, yo, Sticky ordered it. Sent him a pack, and it was a wrap. Word. So shit. You said you've been producing for what twenty years now? Yeah, God, for damn. sure. What was your first like? What would you say was your first major step into producing? Like, what was your first like leg up that you feel like you could really have a career in this? Uh, I mean, I still feel like every day is just an upward journey of trying to figure out what the plan is but as soon as i got even with zan this first million hits on a song that made me feel some type of way and it's crazy million people honestly the 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 biggest feeling i've had yet was was still with zan and with bloody nose the first time i could say hey alexa play bloody nose and it came up that was pretty hell (laughs) when alexa had my song on that shit so that was a pretty big moment for me and then hearing my song on the radio that was crazy so damn so what do you guys have coming in the future? Do you guys stay working together? Everything, man. We got everything. Like, we're gonna make fucking like big like skins. Like, we're gonna do everything, dude. Like, we handle Xanarchy merchandise. Zan's my brother, so we have our both. You have our better intentions in mind, and we're I, always looking out for each other. He just, probably doesn't even realize this. I consider him a fifty percent partner. 
he's my little brother, man, and we just are trying to do whatever we can to have a good time and make cool stuff, you know. So you you have more we work of a hand. well. We work well together, basically. For sure, definitely. That's really but you good. have more of a hand than just the. He's the brains and he has the resources, the resources, and I'm just the talent. <laughs> I'm the talent. He's the resources and talent, and like you know all that good shit. So yeah, yeah produce the beats and then also produce the tracks with the artists and like maintain good relationships with artists so that we can you know criticize each other and there's not any weird vibes. And it, it makes it a lot better. You make some music a lot better. And we're, yeah. we're honest. You guys are able to be honest with yeah, each yo, other. So the, the you got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. If, if something sounds terrible and you're just throwing, like, fuck your friend up and be like, it sounds terrible, you can't do this. Kind of so no, that's so. so is that important to you, having a producer that's so honest with you about yeah, bro. My my, uh, my other my uh, engineer who just went to the store right now, he would be... He has some good shit to say right now. Yeah, the the relationship that any artist and the engineer build and the producer it's it's super important and it has to go beyond just making music because mm, otherwise it's that's the same engineer that I may have betrayed with like all my music, all my hits. Like same engineer. We've just gotten better. He's gotten better. He did YB and bounce out with that. He's got like a he's got two platinum. He's got more platinum records than me. <laughs> got two. So keeping your circle small is important and just working with the same people and yeah. and uh, being open to working with new people, but also just keeping your folks around you and, and building a platform so that everybody can grow equally, you know? Of course, of course. So you guys, your whole relationship happened before, because I first heard of Xanoff, the Lyrical Lemonade thing, which mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's how a Everybody lot of stuff yeah, popped yeah, up. I would say was like, that surprising for you? Both of you? No, this is, no, this is what happened, and... This is this is how it happened. Lyrical Lemonade was booming. Anything that was dropping off Lyrical Lemonade was popping off, and they were going to be celebrities. I mean, they were celebrity rappers, you know? And then one day, a song called Betrayed by Lil Xan pops up. So people naturally were like, this is going to suck. Who the fuck is Lil Xan? And out of curiosity, you gotta click on Lil Xan and see what the fuck he sounds yeah, like. Yeah, the name kind of. And then it wasn't what they expected, and that's why it blew up so big. There you go. What's that? Shout out Cole Bennett. Shout, Shout out, out Cole, Cole Bennett. Bennett. That's my brother. <laughs> we got the same manager. So yeah, Shout out Cole Bennett. How surprising was that for you? To have that whole, to have it just go 30,000 like that after the Lyric Lemonade video drop. Was it like a, was it a lot to take on at once? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're going thirty thousand. What do you mean? My bad. What did you say again? <laughs> I said like. I'm so when the lyrical lemonade video dropped, and everything just went up. Oh, went uh, all at once. Oh uh, no, I was loving it. I was fucking bitches. I was like, my God, <laughs> this is amazing. God, I love being a rapper. <laughs> 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 Came up with Sean, just talking about bitches, fucking like fucking bitches. Buying nice cars. Buying nice cars. <laughs> I got a fucking two hundred. <laughs> we got <laughs> over hundred. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, yeah, it was nice, and it's still nice because I'm at the top of my game right now. And nobody can tell me otherwise. That's the way you should feel. Mm, okay. So how did that whole thing kind of come together? So you were just making music. Shaman, you had like what thirteen thousand followers on Instagram? No, at least I had like two. I had like two thousand. 
You were definitely on the come uh, up. I, I was on the come up because No Jumper had done a little thing about me and it got me a little boost and things and that's it. So leading to that, then the clothing, when did this whole, when did that step come? Like when did Lyrical Lemonade approach you? How did the whole video come about? Lyrical Lemonade approached me. Me and Cole were always good friends. And then my manager saw potential in him when, like, he was a newbie. Like, nobody knew who he was, but he was still an amazing artist. And he signed him. My manager, like, he has two people signed to him. Me and Cole Bennett. You can't get better than that. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? Like... Uh, and uh, yeah, Coach is the nicest guy. I mean, he 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 made a whole generation of rappers' careers, a whole like wave. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's still helping make newer waves. So like, shout out to Coach Ben. He's the fucking goat. He's like, he's the Quentin Tarantino of our time. No, he no, he's the West and he's the West Anderson of our time. So stepping back. When you recorded Betrayed, what was that night like you recorded the song? How did the whole song come together? Uh, I was uh, I was at Kinfolk John's house over here, my engineer. And we we were like, yo, yeah, yo, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Yo, this is my engineer, Kinfolk John, and my brother for life. Anyways, um, yeah, we were at his old crib because he used to have an old crib off Kit Ridge. In the valley, you know, we valley boys, A1A, shout out. But for real, I'm not on our. Um, and uh, we were like, let's bust out a whole mixtape off Bobby Johnson beat. Shout out Bobby Johnson. And we did it. And then one of the songs just so happened to be betrayed. And we didn't think nothing of it. And then it blew the fuck up. And then. I so call, from your perspective. I called my mom and said, holy shit, we made it. <laughs> they definitely Mama happened. made it. So, what was that night like for you? Uh, it, it was honestly just like any other night, like when we work. It, it, it was just like any normal night. shit. We like. used to have nights where we would just make like three song mixtapes, like sick go rest in peace. You yeah. know what I mean? Like pretty quick. So Tuesday, like, the the mixtape was called Toothache because I had a toothache. But I have a toothache right now. It should hurt. <laughs> I. That's the realest shit. Though. No, it, it was like hey, any yeah, other time. Like hey, he was just sitting on the, hey, he was sitting I, on the washing machine. I have medicine for you. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, he was just sitting on the. He 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 would do this shit where he was sitting on the washing machine, just like right a little bit. Oh, but I was off like a Zan too. Absolutely. And then <laughs> I was just like, what if I make a song saying "fuck Zan"? And so it started, started the whole movement, started, and then it started, blew. Started. It, it just. It helped launch Zan. And then and once I realized the impact cool. that it had on getting people off the drug and stuff, I branded it an anti-Zan movement because with that, that's amazing how like one song can change the world in such a positive way. So shout out to my beautiful Amen. fan. <laughs> Amen to that. So did you, after you heard the song and you recorded it, Mixed it and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you know it was a hit from that? I didn't we know. Didn't. It. Nobody. You don't know. You it. Never know. Tell when them. Tell them. Mm-hmm. Tell them the thing. Yeah. The truth is, you just never know. You never know when. Which no, one? Tell them. You tell them the thing. You when you think and then. Yeah, when you think it's a hit, it's normally not the one, and the one you least expect ends up being your hit. Same one, like with like beats, like 
We be, thought Pink Roses off the table was gonna go. He made three really good songs that day, and we just thought Betrayed was like one of the three really good songs he made, but it ended up being more than that. And it's crazy what a music video can do too, because the audio was doing well, but once you did, once the video came out, it is like catapulted and like skyrocketed. We dropped it. It was actually a shout out, shout out, Cole. It was Cole Bennett's first platinum uh, record on his channel for anybody's videos. Oh damn! Yeah. Over and no, everything. I had no clue about that. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Crazy, yeah. right? Shout out to the whole squad, shout man. Out, shout out to Pump Zone, that whole squad, though. So shit, you producer as well. Yeah, correct. I know you guys got some shit coming. You were telling me about. Yeah, we actually just dropped a I new mean, joint. It's called it, Wrong Way. Um, yeah, it's, it's just going crazy. It's going right crazy. We drive, it's, it's doing better than rappers I won't name that just <laughs> drop songs like. Yeah, Zan's putting up numbers independently, independently like hot, better numbers than like yeah, some of these artists who got like the label yeah. backing and shit. So it's been it was a good it, good W. It's almost three million in like a week, a week and a half, and like that's crazy. It's doing its thing. It's doing its thing. It's like shout out Kid Kaya from Spain. Yeah, we got this really dope uh, Spanish trap artist on the song from oh, Spain. Word. And it, that, it's crazy how that happened because we were touring in Spain. We had we had some shows in Spain. We had some girls in the green room, and Zan was like, "Yo, fuck enough of enough of the shit that we listen to. What y'all want to listen to?" And they were like, "Kid Ko, like every every bitch in the green room." And that's when Zan was like, "All right, yeah, let's let's do a song with that dude." And then, and then yeah, it happened. Span- you know, Spanish trap, bro, is coming up so fast right now. Yeah, like I don't yeah. even understand it. I just hear it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that shit goes. And I DJ and, the, and I DJ still a little bit. Dope. I used to DJ heavy back in the day, but I still do a little bit, and I gotta play that. You got to, bro. People love like that shit. Like, you request it, and it's like, some of them, I guarantee you, half the people turn up that don't even understand it. Like, what, what was that song that Bad Bunny had? Remember? Remember that thing oh, that was like a monstrous hit? He's had so many smashes, bro. I don't even know which one, but I do like that joint he did. You know, Drake hopped on the wave, too, and did a, did a record. With Bad Bunny, I think. Yeah, the... the off the top. Dun. Oh yeah But there was one Bad Bunny song The one I was talking It was probably like 2017 When this shit was popping But I walk in Charlotte, North Carolina And Obviously We all go by the thing That race is fake All that shit But I walked into one of the Whitest nightclubs I've ever seen In North Carolina and all them kids were chanting that Spanish hook. And I knew, I knew. <laughs> None of them knew what the fuck he was saying. But they, they just felt it. They just, it just sticks somehow. Like, I've been listening to this shit called, like, Brazilian trap funk. And I don't know what the fuck they're saying. It's in Portuguese. But uh, that's just dope. It just has a vibe to it. So, you know. For sure, for sure. Hey yo, we about to go smoke a doobie right now. It was, we like <laughs> we we love that you were allowed us to express ourselves. We told you stuff we never told you, and we appreciate, appreciate you, that. brother. Any other time you need us, bro, we here. We just got on a short schedule right now, but um, yeah. <laughs> what, what bro, I didn't even I didn't even expect you to be here, bro. It was pleasure. It was pleasure oh, to meet nah, you. Oh no, no, it's all good, man. You homie, family for life. You Zanaki, man. Zanaki gang, Zanaki international, Zanaki China, Zanaki Russia, Zanaki Europe, Zanaki Canada, Zanaki America, Zanaki South America, Zanarchy world, <laughs> Zanarchy yeah, worldwide, Zanarchy universe. Because honestly, everywhere I go, it seems like I'm pretty fucking popping. 
<laughs> yeah, how so you you were saying before you go smoke that doobie, <laughs> you were saying that you started to enjoy um when the fame a little bit when it started to pick up. Now we just walked down the street and you got had to it's take like all right. photos. Yeah, and that's so is that, that still something that you still get right. used to, or is that if still something if you it love? was a sunny day on Melrose, even he yeah, came up in like freaking seventy <laughs> photos. It's a rainy day, so ten is crazy good. But no, all to all the haters saying I fell, all the haters saying I fell off. You guys are the stupidest motherfuckers. I'm the most. Fa- <laughs> I'm like as big as like Talk I ain't gonna shit, say bro. it, bro. I'm famous as fuck. I can't even go nowhere. Old ladies, I'm fucking little kids. Man, man I'm done with this shit. Fuck all y'all, man. I already know what I am. Mike drop, Lizanne out. <laughs> it was Sean, and we out. Sean, you got anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, thank you again for including me. It's been fun. I appreciate you. Hey, yo, appreciate Sean, you, bro. Man. You got anything you want to add? Hey, yo, man, thank you for allowing us on your platform. Can folk John in this bitch, Sean in this bitch, Zan in this bitch, my Bobby dog in this D. bitch, Bobby D. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. This has been Call Classic Interview number 24 with Lil Zan, Sean Lindauer, and Kim Folk John. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Hey, this show on the earth. <laughs> <laughs>